listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told his disciples a parable about the necessity for them to pray always without becoming weary. He said, There was a judge in a certain town who neither feared God nor respected any human being. And a widow in that town used to come to him and say, Render a just decision for me against my adversary. For a long time the judge was unwilling, but eventually he thought, While it is true that I neither fear God nor respect any human being, because this widow keeps bothering me, I shall deliver a just decision for her lest she finally come and strike me. The Lord said, Pay attention to what the dishonest judge says. Will not God then secure the rights of his chosen ones who call out to him day and night? Will he be slow to answer them? I tell you, he will see to it that justice is done for them speedily. But when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. May the Lord give you peace. Have another weekend where the readings really complement each other so beautifully. And um, just a little note on this parable. This is probably a great example of the humor of Jesus. I think people, upon hearing this story, probably would have laughed out loud. It's very funny to have this story of this widow who just will not leave this judge alone until she gets what she wants, you know, and, and how this becomes an example for us, how we should pray always and not grow weary. Um, it's very funny, actually. And it matches, you know, that first reading, kind of an interesting story of Moses. You know, the Jews had a position of praying like this with lifted hands. And as long as Moses was praying that they were winning the battle, but when he got tired of praying, they would start to lose. So then he sits on the rock and you have... Aaron and her helping him keep his hands up there. It's kind of an interesting image for prayer. And um, so just a couple of stories that kind of pull it all together. I remember when I was a young friar, um, we used to help some of the older friars. So one of our older friars was uh, Father Andrew Apostoli. He's now deceased, but he was a great friend of the shrine up the hill where I am now. And he wrote a book on Fatima, and, and he was just a, really a holy man. He was on EWTN, and he wrote books and I'll never forget, um, he asked some of the brothers if we could help him go to this church where they were going to do an all-night vigil of prayer. And they have this devotion where you would pray through the whole night. As a matter of fact, we, we do that at the shrine. So every first Friday, we have Eucharistic adoration at 9 p.m. all the way to 6 a.m. If you're interested, please you know, contact me. It's really an interesting devotion. And I'll never forget this uh, church in Manhattan. We, we get there. Not, and to be honest, we didn't really know. I didn't know what was about to happen. So we get there, and it started at like 8 p.m., and we were praying and praying and praying, and there was a guy that had a book, and uh, the book was just filled with all sorts of novenas and uh, litanies and prayer. You're consecrated to Blessed Mother, St. Joseph, your guardian angel. It was like, it was so much prayer, and I think it was all this vocal prayer to like help people stay awake, and all these like things that we did, and the brothers and I, well, about an hour in, I was like, done. <laughs> it's like, oh, we got the whole night. So finally at two in the morning, 
they do a coffee break. And I thought to myself, oh my goodness, I am so thankful. I need coffee, but also just to get a break, you know? So you, you head down the stairs to the church hall, and as we're leaving to go get coffee, two in the morning, I look over at my shoulder, and there is a group of grandmothers who are not going for coffee, but they bum rush the altar so they can get closer to Jesus to pray more. I was so humbled by their example, you know, where I was like, I just wanted to get some coffee or go to bed. And here these devout ladies were just so desirous to pray more, to be even closer to Jesus. And it was really humbling to see their example of prayer, just amazing. And it kind of reminds me a little bit, the church fathers had an interesting interpretation of this story of Moses, this position of prayer, and how that prayer was the, uh, the source of strength to win the battle. And they saw this as an image of Jesus who prayed like this on the cross. And Mother Mary and and John, who were there to support him as he sat down on the rock of Calvary, and how the Lord uh, won the biggest victory over evil as he offered himself on the cross. Kind of an interesting image of prayer. And um, so just a a couple of uh, interesting things to note about things that are happening that maybe are stopping us from going deeper in our prayer life. So I know the Lord doesn't want us to just multiply prayers, like just pray, 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 but rather it's the practice of prayer that helps us to go deeper, to have a deeper connection with the Lord. And you know, it's kind of interesting the, the way things are going now with um, things in our culture. We, we definitely are in the middle of a culture of tremendous comfort. It's a culture of tremendous distraction, right? Culture of entertainment, the culture of what they now call instant gratification, right? <laughs> We're like, you click that button in, on Amazon and the thing is, you know, it's there within 24 hours or, you know, if you're in line at McDonald's, you know, you find yourself so frustrated, like, you call this fast food? You know, like, this, this formation that's happened for us, things that perhaps are hindering us for our capacity to focus and concentrate. You know, particularly you think of television and, and things on the internet, You know, there's this kind of like constant thing that's got the attention span just going littler and littler. And certainly there's a lot of studies now coming out to show like with the smartphones and the apps, how they're designed to tap into the addiction part of your brain to just suck you in and what that's doing to people. And I can't help but wonder if that has a carryover into an inability to pray and to connect and to be quiet and silent to allow the Lord to speak, to hear his voice in our hearts. I remember when I was a kid, and yes, young ones, believe it or not, there was a time when there was no internet. <laughs> and we, the things that we would do, you know, reading, reading and writing. I remember um, learning how to play an instrument, which required practice and perseverance in, in to, to things that were not instant gratification, but delayed gratification. You know, learning to play a sport where you weren't so good, but you had to keep at it and you had to persevere. Things that could be really good and healthy to allow us to acquire the capacity for focus and concentration and how that could help our prayer life. You think of so many young people now, we're so used to so much stimulation. And so, you know, and then you come to mass and it's like, there's nothing blowing up. (laughs) There's no gun battles or helicopters. Okay. And so it's hard for people to pray sometimes. Um, So just a little story of my earliest memory of prayer. I remember as a little boy in first grade, Um, I remember uh, there was a little girl in my class named Christy, and she could run faster than anyone else. And for whatever reason, I totally fell for this girl. Like, I just loved her. 
And I remember praying. Every night I would go to bed, I would thank God for the day, and I would pray, please make Christy my girlfriend. (laughs) That was my earliest prayer. Where did that come from? I don't know. And I would pray that every night, faithfully. I would persevere in that prayer, and she wanted nothing to do with me. You know, and I don't come, you know, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth, fifth grade. I've been praying this every night. And finally, in fifth grade, I remember having a moment where I'm like, I do not know what's happening. Like prayer obviously doesn't work, you know. And so I just kind of gave up. And I remember in sixth grade, you graduate and you go to a different school and it's like a conglomerate school with lots of other elementaries coming together. And it's so funny because in sixth grade, it was almost as if, all of those prayers finally came together, and she really liked me in sixth grade. <laughs> but I didn't like her anymore. <laughs> I liked a girl named Kim in sixth grade. It was like Cupid's arrow, you know? Like, and I guess I should have known I'll probably have a celibate vocation at that point, you know? <laughs> but, but the Lord's uh, message to us in the readings this weekend is that invitation to persistent consistent prayer, the practice of prayer. And again, not just a a random prayers, you know, but um, something happens when you're persevering, like Mother Mary at Fatima asked for the daily rosary, you know, getting to the sacraments, confession, particularly Eucharistic adoration. When Jesus is there, whether you feel him or not, you know he's there in the Eucharist to allow the Lord to bring us deeper, to a deeper place of prayer, which is always a deeper place of connection. And you know, I can't help but wonder with all of the problems that are happening in the world today, the tremendous amount of evil, I wonder if it has some connection to less and less people praying, right? That image of prayer, which brings the victory in battle. And so maybe the Lord is inviting us to reconsider our own lives there's anything in our lives that are hindering our ability to go deeper in prayer, to maybe take a look at that, or to maybe think about adding something, a devotion, a practice. At the shrine, we have adoration every day. They have adoration here, you know, of things that we could do to help us to go deeper in prayer, a deeper connection with the Lord, that uh, as we pray so often in the liturgy, that we may be delivered from evil, and that the grace of the Lord may overflow for ourselves and for our world. Amen. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans